it is one of the most haunting crimes in American history. The daring kidnapping and tragic death of Charles Lindbergh Jr., the precious son of America's then greatest hero. The kidnapping, the death, Americans witnessed something truly awful here. One man, Bruno Richard Hauptmann, was arrested, tried, and executed. But was he really guilty? Did he have accomplices? And could the crime have been masterminded by someone inside the Lindbergh household? What we do know for sure is that the baby was put to sleep in that bedroom. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, and Joshua. And on today's episode, we have Miss April. Hi. She's the concerned parent who's going to be sobbing with all of us as we Someone needs to. Let's be real. As we delve into the Lindbergh baby conspiracy. So I have to ask right off the bat, when we first initially talked about doing this episode, did anybody, what, what was your first thought? Lindbergh baby. Um, is that some kind of a chocolate bunny thing for Easter? Or? <laughs> I think I'm more cheese. Yeah. Mm, I'm just curious. Lindbergh or cheese. Yeah. Yeah. Did everybody know who Lin, uh, God, Charles Lindbergh so. is? I, I knew who he was, but I never heard about the, the kidnapping. This was a Larry suggestion, which oh. we don't normally get. No, usually they hey. beat me they beat me down and throw me in a box <laughs> so I don't talk outside of the podcast. They try to consume like make it so I save up my powers for this. We're just like I, go at it, monkey. Yeah. He's stirring at it until it he monkey. explodes. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I I I knew about it. I actually read a book. Um, wow, good for you. I did. <laughs> It was uh, Popular Crime by Bill James, who's actually a baseball writer, too. And um, he... I read a bunch of different sections that are definitely going to turn into episodes, but specifically, I read the Lindbergh baby case, and I had always thought, and this is a Mandela effect tie-in, but I had always thought that the baby was kidnapped. I didn't know that there was a grim end to this story. Oh, you didn't? Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. I didn't know that the sad, sad stuff happened. Mm-hmm. So I was... I was... I was. Uh, That's not so much Mandela. Well, I... If you look online, if you search this, this has actually become one of those recent Mandela effect really? things. Hmm. Yeah, because I... And I'm, I'm going to say this honestly. I remember hearing about this in history class and swearing if you'd asked me... Yeah, of course, the baby, they never found the baby. That's mm-hmm. part of the thing. Like, he's got missing oh, a missing they, child they out they there. Right. The baby. They did. Parts of it. Yeah. Um, tried and true scale. <laughs> no. There is no tried and true scale this time around because, God damn it, child abduction is a 10. If you're a parent, no matter how uh, you don't have you to be get, a parent. Well, no, not if just you're a human being. If you're yeah. a human being. Child abduction. Well, regardless, kids are terrifying. If you have them, you're like, are you okay? What are you doing? What is that stuff coming out of your mouth? Don't stick that in your mouth. Yeah. What are you doing with your mouth? It, it, you're just worried about them eating the wrong thing. Or Parent, mm-hmm. Parenthood is terrifying from the moment of conception and then you die. Yeah. Like Until you die, yep. parenthood yep. is terrifying. That's why I say this gets a 10. Because <laughs> yeah. a child abduction, like if you were in the house and somebody abduct your child... I don't even like saying it because it makes me... I I just got chills because I'm like, I have kids. I'm a dad. I am a dad, I promise. I'm not just a... You're not just some guy who pretends to have kids? I'm not just a guy in a van down by the river like, (laughs) Hey, kids. How you doing? I got a balloon trick I learned. Want some candy? 
Mm-hmm. So the basic, he, but he's in he's he's in Dutch country, so he's asking the kids if they want to buy the candy. Exactly, he's gonna make a return on his investment. <laughs> I gotta I gotta break I gotta, even at least. I gotta make money somehow, yeah. or most of my wife's gonna kill me. Do you guys want a can of pop? I'm I'm gonna need that can back when you're done. Now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so basically, on the evening of March first, nineteen thirty-two, Charles Augustus Lindbergh Jr. The eldest son of aviator Charles Lindbergh and Anne Moreau Lindbergh. They were both aviators, actually. This little boy was abducted from their family home in Highfields, New Jersey. Mm. No. That, that's the gist that explains of explains right? a lot, doesn't it? Yep. Jersey? That's what I'd always heard. I didn't delved into it. I didn't care because I was like, whatever. 1932, pre-World War II, the world was happy. Actually, um... Little side side note to uh-huh. this: a week before this, one of the greatest—not greatest being the worst, but the biggest—school um, still to this day number one school massacre ever happened. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> These sound clips are so terrible. <laughs> no, the Bath, Michigan school massacre. Mm. Bath, Michigan. Yeah, which I also read the book about, and it is absolutely horrific. Wow. Ironically enough, that's a real dirty place. Bath? <laughs> oh, you walked right into that, Ryan. <laughs> I did. did. <laughs> I'm like, bath? Question mark. There's a bath, Maine. Mm-hmm. What does he mean? Sister I'm city of Shower, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> no, but if, you, if you're curious, there was a guy that was um, on the board, a trustee member, and he went crazy and blew up the school wow. in Bath, Michigan. Whoa. Killed 33 kids and teachers. Very... <laughs> <laughs> There's a special spot in hell for those sound clips. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So how and why this happened. Uh, by the way, the Bath School Massacre was the number one news until this happened. So it only got like a week worth of it. They got a week worth. Yeah. But they got ransacked still. Bath was like they had one dirt road that came in and there was like a half a cart wagon wheel. Wow. And then their school was like their big deal and it got blasted to shit. Wow. So. Hmm. Actually, Ouch. read read up on that. That's uh, fascinating, but it's not a conspiracy, so I guess we're not going to cover it. So, um, how and why this whole thing happened with Charles Lindbergh Jr. confused and befuddles many people to this day. Like, there is still a lot of unanswered questions, and there's a lot of little twists and turns that we're going to kind of go over today and then, you know, obviously do our little thing where we make a verdict. Mm-hmm. Um, somebody did die for this crime. There was a man. Mm-hmm. His name was Butch. Actually, Butch, Butch. Richard. He was called... He, he na- Dick, his Butch Dick. <laughs> the truck driver. I, I hate space. Butch Dick. <laughs> oh, Lord. The details of why this kidnapping are so mysterious will begin to cover here today, but let me tell you, this thing goes a million places. Charles Lindbergh was in the 20s, basically like a Jay-Z and Beyonce rolled into one. There was a song on the radio called Lucky... uh, Lindbergh? (laughs) Lucky Lindy. Sorry. (laughs) Lucky Lindy. uh, About him, and his flight across the Atlantic made him into a god. Because nobody had done that. Which is like if somebody just like magically started to fly, like Chris Angel. Like if he can Chris Angel, watch as I levitate over nothing because I don't care anymore. That's what my life is. Nothing. I'm Chris with a K. I'm. So Lin- Charles Lindbergh was this tall, blonde-haired American with good looks, charm, and had an informal demeanor just like me that made his great. <laughs> that made his that made your great great grandma or grandpa happy in their pants um he was like he was just you know it's like <laughs> when they show oh, grandma uh, grandma <laughs> grandma what's going on in there i thought it was a pole start back, back then back then yeah it was it was, it was a hand cranky deal oh. like an old egg beater <laughs> we're all blushing here 
When little Lindbergh was taking, taken, there was a ransom note that was left, and supposedly there were marks on the side of the house indicating a ladder was used to take him. Mm-hmm. Without delving in too deep or getting heavy with details, sadly, the boy was found dead from a blow to the head on <sighs> May 12th. 1932 even after the supposed ransom money was handed over to the captors yeah, don't, don't don't hit that button larry <laughs> tell me uh, no, no children giggling button okay no. fret not though the supposed killer was found as they had used a currency that was going out of the time and were able to trace a ten dollar beaver gold- pelts oh no <laughs> Man, we'll take your twenty million in beaver, beaver pelts. See, get some wampum too. <laughs> no, they traced it from a ten dollar gold certificate. Um, that uh, yeah, that was used for purchase by. I'm sorry, I did I what did I say? Butch. It was Butch. Butch. It was Bruno. Bruno. Like that's that's even better. <laughs> Bruno. Bruno Richard Hoptenmann. A German immigrant who was tried from January 2nd to February 13th, 1935, found guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced to death. God, another evil German. Two weeks in a row. No, that's a gavel. Sorry. You said judgment. I slammed a... Okay. Theater of the mind. Theater of the mind. Even though your mind's a wine cellar. Yeah, it is. A couple of oak heart barrels down there. They're empty. Ryan drank them all. <laughs> so anyway, well, what the, are, what Br- are, Bruno was executed by electric chair <laughs> at the New Jersey State Prison on April 3rd, 1936, protesting his innocence until the end, which is always kind of weird for me. Like you get somebody, you have you you have probable cause, mm-hmm. so you arrest them, you take them in, you have a trial with them, but they they swear up and down, crying tears. Their wife even comes to the trial and says, he's innocent, he's innocent, mm-hmm. and they say they're innocent up until the point where they say, we will not, ki-. they told this man, we will not execute you if you just give up your accomplices. And he said, mm-hmm. I, I didn't don't have fucking any. do it, dude. Mm-hmm. And they still electrocuted him. Metal. Well, and rough. at that point, too, I feel like someone who's into that kind of criminal activity you know to be that sick to kidnap a child you would think that they would be not proud of it but would own up to it and want to to take ownership of it yeah you know what i mean or or not i don't know yeah you think the wife would know like mm-hmm. have a clue at least right Especially. yeah like he i caught him hey honey like, who's this kid that's living in her basement oh, I- Hey, honey, why are you taking fluffles and raking his face on the sidewalk outside? (laughs) Sorry, but I'm just saying, like, it usually starts with animal torture with Mm -hmm. serial killers. Yep. Or bad people. Um, I want to give you guys a little bit of an idea of how big this trial was. Um, The newspaper writer H.L. Menson called the kidnapping and trial the biggest story since the resurrection. Legal scholars have referred to the trial as one of the trials of the century, and the the crime spurred Congress to pass the Federal Kidnapping Act, which I think is a big deal, commonly called the Lindbergh Law, which made transporting a kidnapping victim across state lines a federal crime, which is a no-no. Mm-hmm. Keep it in not. state. Don't, don't do that federal shit. Yeah, keep Smack them in state. You. That's if right. You're going to kidnap. It. Stay around. Stay home. Your local area. You're going to kidnap somebody just... Take them down Think the street. global, kidnap local. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With some advice for whoever yeah. fucked that all right. shit up. Yeah. Uh, okay, so open and shut, right? <laughs> the guy got the ransom. He spent it poorly. He was a poor. He was a bumbling ladder carrying German who thought he could steal the nation's lovely little Lindy and make a buck. He was a ladder carrier. <laughs> I'm just that was a profession. <laughs> well, no. I, here, I'm gonna carry a ladder across the state, and I'm gonna set it up right here. You know. But why kill the 20-month-old Charles Lindbergh Jr., who... How was the man able to carry a 30-pound kid down a ladder without um, making a noise or leaving prints? They didn't leave any mm-hmm. fingerprints. Oh, hmm. fingerprints. Without a, accomplices. <laughs> or maybe he did have an accomplice, like a maid or a wife, or Charles himself maybe knew something of the plot. <laughs> well, there's a theory. And one I'll get to today, ladies and gentlemen. LindberghKidnappingHoax.com. 
it's the website. They certainly That's don't have very an agenda. Specific. The copyright ended in 2004. So, so, did it. so now you got to go. They got to go to .net and try to buy back the .com, <laughs> like Ephus had to. Never mind. He's a little sore on the buttocks about uh, that one because they, they just offered. They emailed us and offered to sell it for like an insane amount. Like, no, we already have .net. Fuck that shit. .net forever. Stupid squatters. .com is so <laughs> stupid. Squatters. Generation yeah. lame. The search for the child ended on May 12, 1932, when a truck driver stopped stopping to relieve himself in the woods about two miles from the Lindbergh, Lindbergh home, found the decomposed body of an infant partially buried in a pile of leaves. The child's sexual organs had been eaten away, but there was evidence of a skull fracture as though the child had been dropped from a ladder. That's pretty specific. Like, oh, you dropped, this kid was definitely dropped from a yeah. ladder. Yeah. I love you, though. Although the Lindbergh family physician could not make a positive identification, Charles Lindbergh himself, after a 90-second inspection where he counted the corpse's teeth, identified the body as that of his son. The kidnapping had now officially become a murder. How did he know how many teeth? I mean, you you don't count your kid's teeth It's a baby. It may have been like three. (laughs) Well, it's it's almost two years old, so it's going to have basically all of its teeth. Dental hygiene in the 30s. He had three. Oh, my wait, son is what? seven months old and he oh, has four. Oh, oh, Lindy, that's a that's just a mint that got lodged in his gum. That's just what an empty texture. One day he'll grow a chicklet. <laughs> Instructing his wife and Betty Gow to remain where they were, Lindbergh shouted to the butler to phone the police, grabbed a rifle, and raced outdoors. When the butler came to report, he found Lindbergh sitting in his car. Lindbergh asked the butler to drive into town and buy a flashlight so that he could investigate, but before anyone else could, the police arrived. Lindbergh led them straight to the window under the child's room. Now, I want uh, the reason I'm reading this LindberghHost.com almost verbatim is because this person theorizes that there was somebody involved in the Lindbergh home that did this. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just this guy. It was an inside job. It right. was an inside job. And that is a lot of what the theories that have come out later on posit. So he pointed out the letter. According to police re- reports, he was very calm and collected. Now, mm. I don't know about you guys, but if one of my kids got taken... I would lose my fucking marbles. Mm-hmm. I there's not a straight sentence that would come out of my mouth, anyways. Well, yep. that's about but, to say. but in that instance, it would be like all of a sudden 10. he's speaking mm-hmm. eloquently. <laughs> my dear sir, the ladder did extend forth to the upper section of the domain. Yeah, leaned against the gutter. Perfect Shakespearean. <laughs> yeah, vine doth doeth. <laughs> now, he was a pilot. Yes. Was he a war pilot? Good question. Because I wonder if maybe he had... I mean, he was... Playing devil's mm -hmm. advocate here. There are some... some, There is some... um, Not World War I, because I think he was just under the age to have made okay. it into that. Which but. is like 12. <laughs> God, he read those World War... He was 14 and leading a troop of... Like, how was he leading? He's 14. <laughs> oh, Larry. Okay, so... He led the police upstairs to the nursery where he pointed to an envelope resting against the window. He told police that he had ordered that it not be touched until a fingerprint expert could be summoned. So, that's legit yeah you mm-hmm. know that i mean for 1932 that's smart right i feel like if i saw a letter and it said like open me open me i would have been like scavenger hunt right to find my kid yeah the envelope was opened in the presence of the police anonymous it bore an elaborate coded symbol as a signature and claimed that the writer and associates were holding the child for ransom and would communicate the particulars later the letter appeared to have been written by someone foreign probably possibly germanic so that falls into the bruno did it right the fingerprint expert found no prints on the envelope or letter, nor did he find any on the window or the child's crib. He didn't even find Lindbergh's prints or those of the nursemaid or hmm. Anne, his wife, who had searched the room before police arrived. I feel like the fingerprint duster guy was like asleep on the job that day. Yeah. He showed up to work. He's like, oh, crap. I got my wife's blush. Maybe no one will notice. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> 
next day, his wife's like, oh, I'm so excited to go to church and see your mom. Where's my blush? There's like fingerprints all over her face. He just hands her a lump of coal. This works, right? We're, we're yeah. playing blackface today. It's funny. That's what's in the back in the 30s. It was. Yeah. Over the next several months, Lindbergh continued to spearhead a most unusual investigation. He rejected the FBI's offer of assistance, but called in Morris Rosner, a member of the underworld, claiming that he was convinced that the kidnapping was the work of an organized crime leader. He asked Rosner to circulate the ransom note and see if he could get any information from his underworld connection. So this guy's thinking, fuck, I'm going to go dark, dirty, Mm -hmm. see if I can get some names that Mm -hmm. way. So, so far, Lindbergh, other than the being calm and collected, seems like he's kind of got his head on a swivel and he's making the right decisions. Right. Coincidentally. Yeah. Soon after, Lindbergh received a call from John F. Condon of the Bronx. Condon had placed an ad. Now, this is creepy. Uh, This guy came up in a documentary I listened to. It was, uh, um, I want to say, Nova... Nova did a, a a series about this particular case and said that um, Condon was, this is just, it seems so weird to me. He was like the leader of the Lindbergh fan club. He was such a big fan. In fact, he placed an ad in the Bronx home news offering to add his only $1,000 life savings to the ransom money. If the child would be safely wow. returned. Now that's a thousand dollars back in the day. Right, mm-hmm. which, which is a lot, yeah, and and kind of shows you. I mean, is anybody here like that big of a fan of anybody? I mean, other than your kids or your wife, I've honestly never even joined a fan club. I know I haven't either. I'm a fan of you, though. Oh, uh, thank you, Larry Gaga. On yeah. Twitter. Um. <laughs> so. He wanted, he, he staked his only real savings to have this kid returned like it was a big deal. Condon told Lindbergh that he had received a note from the kidnappers appointing him the go-between, which now that starts to seem a little weird. It does. Yeah. Because does this, yeah. And that set off some alarms with the investigators, too. Lindbergh accepted this, and it was Condon operating under the code name of Jaffsey, who went to the cemetery where the transfer of money was supposed to take place. Condon, on his second visit, turned a wooden box containing 50000 in gold certificates to a man whom he called Cemetery John. Did you and, have something to say? Yeah, $1,000 back then equals $14,627 now. That's inflation, folks. I wish I could take $1,000 and make it that much. Um, Kenny, I've been on the horses. Uh, no, 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 no. John, he claimed, was of medium build with a pointy face, high cheekbones, slanted dark, almost oriental eyes, and a cough. His accent sounded either German or Slavic, although Jaffsey claimed that, <coughs> claimed that he attempted some German, but John did not appear to understand. Although the money was delivered as instructed, the child was not returned, and said Jaffsey was given a letter which gave directions to the child's supposed location on Bode Nelly. The allegedly Germanic spelling of boat. A determined sweep of the area where Bodinelli was supposed to be found, nothing. Which, can you imagine that? You give these fuckers some money, and you're expecting your kid to just show up, probably mm-hmm. a little skinnier. I'm just assuming yeah. he gets put in a cage and they wait for the money. Or, oh, crate. or, a, or he's, yeah, crate. crate. They, they crate swat him with the newspaper and put him in a crate. And then you get your kid back, and then you know you feed him and like some stew and make him happy because it's the thirties, and that's all they eat is stew in the thirties. Right. That's a. I'm sorry. I should have said gruel. Um, <laughs> the search for the child, child. Well, Larry, you were there. What did they call it? They called it gruel. <laughs> that is correct. April with the zingers. You know. The search I'm for old. Oh, I like Twinkies, not zingers. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. Okay. It took me a second. Okay. I got that it. was a good one. I'm a gas station food eater. I like that. <laughs> Big. I like those cookies. They're good. You should write a book on how to survive on eating gas, gas station, station food only. Zebra cakes, man. That wakes me Hopefully right up. Hopefully you don't have a, uh, any kind of sodium problems. <laughs> no kidding. The search for the child ended on May 12th, 1932, when a truck driver stopping to relieve himself in the woods. I actually just said that. The, I 
We can skip that, but the search for the criminal continued for two years. Then a German-born carpenter named Bruno, Richard Hopman, with high cheekbones and a pointy face and a cough, fair and blue-eyed, was caught passing one of the bills from the ransom money and a uh, and a cough. (coughs) And what has since been termed the trial of the century, Hopman was convicted and sentenced to the electric chair where he died. The fact that $18,000, though, of the ransom money was found in Hopman's garage acted strongly against, against him. Hopman claimed that he found the money in a package left with him by his business par- partner, Isidore Fish. This is shocking. We don't need that. <laughs> I'm trying to get uh, the Monday details have to come out before the twist happened. But Fish left on a trip to Germany. Fish died there of tuberculosis. So he tried to kind of clean up that loose end by saying the other guy that got the money, he's gone. He died. Um, Hopman rediscovered the box and discovered that it was full of waterlogged bills. He claimed that he took these to his garage and began to dry them, hiding each bundle as it dried. Fish, he said, owed him 7000 so he felt entitled to keep and use that portion of the money in hmm. the box. Police and reporters labeled this the fish story. (laughs) Sounds fishy. Yeah. (laughs) Many legal experts and researchers believe Hopman, but could not save him from the electric chair. There were too many holes in the case, too many unanswered questions. But in the 60 years since then, four major theories have emerged about what really happened that day. (sighs) The first is that Hopman was guilty. A variation of that was that he was guilty, but had not acted alone. The last two theories are more startling. In 1993, two books came out claiming that there never had been a kidnapping, that Lindbergh and his family were actually covering up a killing. The premise that the kidnap was a cover-up appears to answer many of the questions, if you think about it, that the arrest and execution of Hopman raised. Much of the evidence against Hopman was unsatisfactory. Much of it was plainly manufactured. There, there are certain things that you can almost always tie a crime to, to just about anybody. Like certain simple things. Like the guy was white. Okay, the, this guy's white. The, the, the victim was Germanic. Most people have some sort of German in them. You can tie certain things to it. And especially if this is a case and it's Beyonce, Jay-Z rolled into one and it's national news and they just yeah. want to solve this it. Is, yeah, this is, this is a costing. reverse O.J. Simpson. Exactly, exactly. The premise that the kidnap was a cover-up appears to answer many of the questions that the arrest and execution of Hotman raised. Much of the evidence against Hotman was unsatisfactory, like I said, and manufactured. Lindbergh, just so you know, Lindbergh's conduct during the trial is, in hindsight, very peculiar. A quick review of the basic questions answered and left open will demonstrate this. By the way, Lindbergh was a fan of eugenics. Hmm about making the strongest and purest of the human species, of which was something Adolf Hitler was a fan of as well. Charles even went to Germany during World War II and became a publicly known Nazi enthusiast, which feeds into our Hitler episode nicely, actually. Mm -hmm. He became a hero to Hitler and was accepted in with open arms, which to me says something about the man's character. Yeah. Yeah. So here are a few extra conspiracy theories to throw out there. Why would a kidnapper choose to steal the child during hours when household members were still awake and obviously moving around the house? What's what's the term they use when, when you do it right in broad daylight? Uh, oh, stupid! Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't. I I know what you're saying, but I can't. I can't think I can't. of the. All I'm seeing is like. How do, 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 hiding in plain sight? That's the, how, that's yeah. the, that's what I was looking for. How could someone not possibly see a giant ladder? How could you not hear that thing bumping up against you? Yeah, that, and that's then every never time quiet. You walk, you're climbing up it. It's going to make noise. Right. Scratch up against the, the which they said they did find marks. Yes. So obviously mm-hmm. it was shaking around. How how can you not hear that? Maybe Lindbergh was a, a deep sleeper. Well, he wasn't sleeping, though. He was downstairs with the, the missus and the nanny or whatever. Having a the, three-way? Probably. <laughs> it would probably, be pretty distracting. Yeah, it would be. If he's got his vibrotectophone yeah. or whatever is spinning it's a record that, and it's just blasting whatever at an ACDC level. That's That's been my dream. <laughs> to have sex in the 1930s? Uh, no. A three-way. ACDC? You guys are 
dummies. <laughs> a three-way. I've always wanted to. I've always wanted to sexually disappoint two women at once. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next, how did the kidnapper get down the ladder carrying a 30-pound child? At the same time of their original investigation, police insisted that the criminals must have exited through the house and initially suspected a member of the household. I mean, he could have had a knapsack on or a but then well, bag you throw of a some sort in a, a bag, they're going to wake up. And right. Why were there no fingerprints he at died all of a blunt trauma to the head. Yeah. We don't know when. They suspect he died that night, mm-hmm. actually. Um... Ann Lindbergh and Betty Gow both admitted to searching the room when they first discovered that the child was missing, but when police arrived on the scene, their fingerprints were missing. Why did the hmm. two women not see the ransom note during their search of the room? In broad daylight. So that Lindbergh was able mm-hmm. to spot it when he re-entered. And why was it left on the windowsill when the criminal was already burdened with the child instead of it in the crib, which would have been the logical He was down the ladder, he's like, oh, 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 I almost forgot. <laughs> And then he's the baby's like because that's <laughs> all the way down. He every fell down wrong. the ladder. There, case closed. Yeah, I know, right? We solved it. Sorry, this is bad. Poor, poor Lindy Junior. Um, so. So for two full hours until a fingerprint expert arrived to open and read the note, how is it that there were no fingerprints? Why did the family dog Wagoosh <laughs> What? Ragu? Come here, Wag Rag what the f Wa- oh they said Ragoosh. I'm like, that's a saucy looking dog. <laughs> Wagoosh. Wagoosh. Come on, Wagoosh. <laughs> Why did the that's family- Ryan's house? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. My poor pups. Oh, that's a big that's Ryan when he's kicked off to the couch. <laughs> All right. You're right. Porn- Pornhub comes on. All right. So, why did the family dog, prone to barking at the slightest disturbance? Not bark on the night of the crime. And why, when the entire staff and Ann Lindbergh testified that the dog always barked at disturbances and at strangers approaching the house, did Lindbergh deny this? Why did Lindbergh refuse the offer of help from the FBI and consistently refuse to allow police to carry out routine investigation procedures, then call in members of the underworld to help the investigation? Why, after Lindbergh observed Hopman shouting, Hey, doctor, did he wait 10 days before deciding that Hopman's was the voice that he heard in the cemetery. Mm. Why did Lindbergh refuse to allow police to question his wife or household staff following his report that the child had been stolen? How, if he had no flashlight, did Lindbergh manage to lead the police straight to the marks left by the ladder in the ground beneath the nursery window? How would an outside criminal know that Lindbergh's were at the Hopewell house that Tuesday when they had never before stayed longer than Saturday through Monday? How, and this is the last one, did the alleged kidnappers know exactly which window were the child's of, and of those, which one was warped so that it wouldn't latch? The mm. fact could not be determined by root, routine surveillance. So, did Charles have his kid killed because he wanted a pure race? In 2003... That'd be, fucked up. That'd be so fucked up. Mm-hmm. In 2003, some kids came forward to the news networks Supposedly, Charles had fostered three German side wives while living in Germany abroad, some say attempting to make his own perfect race. And also that made... Kim- By himself? <laughs> uh, no one's got to do it. He was a celebrity, and when he lived overseas, mm-hmm. he... So was David Hasselhoff. Well, I Whoa, don't bring the Hoff into this. Oh, I, I will... Uh, Hoff will leave this out of you. <laughs> Whoa. I think I'd be okay with him yeah. leaving it out of me. Yeah. Thanks, though. That's why you can't bring the huff into this. He'll have you huffed. <laughs> so, <laughs> Lindbergh became a Nazi, lived overseas, mm-hmm. hung out with the Germans, had three side wives, mm-hmm. okay, on top of having his own, had multiple children, and... On top of that, his his child who died, who was found with his head smashed, had rickets before it died. Ew. Before he died. 
He had many health problems. Not not crickets. Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Brick, uh. Rickets. <laughs> now on top of that, too soon, Larry. One of the one of the maids that was questioned actually during her questioning, mm-hmm. which he, happened quite a bit. He did it. After they I found the murderer, door. ran up. Ran out of one of the investigations and drank potassium cyanide. Holy killed herself. shit! Wow. Yes, true story. Wow. So there were people that killed themselves because they didn't want to speak the truth. Wow, that's and Charles Lindbergh died in the seventies without ever having to face any sort of repercussions for <sighs> the sidewives, the extra kids who came out, like I said, in two thousand three, and were like, "I'm the Lindbergh baby." Or one of them. Mm. One of many. I'm a Lindbergh baby. Yes. So, there you have it. There's a few little detours to throw out there. Mm. And poor little Charles Lindy Jr. was only 20 months old. He wasn't so lucky. No, he wasn't so lucky. He was not a lucky Lindy. Not like his shithead dad. All right, we're going to take a break. When we come back, more fun stuff. All right, I admit it. I am the Lindbergh baby. I miss my fly fly da da. Are you trying to stall us? Or are you just senile? A little from column A, a little from column B. <laughs> oh, what a quick brief segment that was, but we had we <laughs> we felt it. You know, it's yeah. good it's good to cleanse every time. Do you guys cleanse? But just say it, we took leaks. We did. Uh, yeah, we did. I'm, I'm about a court low right now. Train yep. the main vein. Okay, so I wanted to ask you guys a few questions about this because I... Is I, this an interrogation? Yes. Okay, cool. Does anyone have any cyanide? No. Damn it. Why would you ask that? You're like the... I'm asking for a friend. For you're like a, friend. a big Care Bear. Um, fun fact, did you guys know that Charles Lindbergh was born in Detroit, Michigan? I did not oh. know that. Oh. Well, we can scrap the quizzical. <laughs> no, it's, yeah. no, that's tainted. No, we already had Kid Rock, so I guess... Yeah, that was our- Kid Rock. We got Ted Nugent and Charles Lindbergh. Well, mostly I wanted to, to posit that because you brought up the whole idea of him being um, in World War One or one yeah. of the wars. He would have been nine or ten around World so War. So he would have gotcha. just made it under. He the just would have been a grunt. <laughs> yeah, it'd have been like, "Here, kid, put a pail on your head yeah. and uh, run around with this pitchfork, <laughs> threateningly." Stop or I'll shoot. He also died in Hawaii. Oh, fucker. That sounds lovely. That fucker. Lived in Germany. <laughs> did all this stuff. Banged all these girls. Then he the went side. to Hawaii with all the brown people. Larry. Oh, I'm just African saying. African American brown No, people. they are. <laughs> They're tan. They are. <sighs> They're all the Moana people. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Is he. The Shamona? Okay, you guys are. Shamona! You guys are painting me like a racist or something. What I'm saying is he spent time in Germany because he was all about white power and all that stuff. Then he moves to Hawaii. Yeah. Okay. He probably just followed Hitler there. Oh. They probably hand in hand sitting on the beach in Hawaii. Literally hand in hand. Yeah. Charles Lindbergh. I love you. (laughs) His wife actually stayed with him the entire time. Wow. Wow. With Hitler. All those wives. All, all 17 of them. <laughs> so, uh, question. What do you guys think it would be like to live in the 20s? The 20s? The roaring 20s? The, the roaring 20s. Loud. It's a lot of roaring. <laughs> Isn't that like Prohibition era, too? Yeah. <laughs> Here comes Fred and his Model T. Yep. <laughs> It sounded like Chewy growling. Right. That's <laughs> how all cars sounded like back then. You actually had to fuel them with puppies and a stick. Chewy growling sounds Larry like, would know. Chewy growling sounds like this to me. I'm a big boy. Yeah. I've much. always told Josh that if Chewy had a voice, like, because you know, have you ever looked at your animal and thought, like, mm-hmm. okay, if they had a human voice, what would they sound like? I've always thought that Chewy's voice, he would sound a lot like Patrick from SpongeBob. We're talking about. We're t- <laughs> We're talking about my Chewy, by the way. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah ours. Yeah, that I can see. Not only were we a, a podcast family members bound by just life decisions, but we also have the same named cats. <laughs> and dog. Yes. And dog. Cat dog. So, 
before we delve into our next couple segments, I, I just want to say we don't have any pop culture for this. None. Specifically, hmm. there's no Charles Lindbergh fly across the Atlantic boring ass Microsoft plane <laughs> game. Uh, I bet there is, but there probably is. There's probably some weird like Charles in charge of my <laughs> plane and our lives. <laughs> oh, here we are in France. Yay, let's land. Ooh. <laughs> And then he had like a French wife. Um, so, oui. so hey, cookie, you a pasta? There yeah, is France the rep- known for their pasta. You know what? <laughs> Everyone eats pasta, Mister Culinary Skills. <laughs> yay! I'm in Africa. Go eat they my make- baguette. Everybody. I, yay! I'm in Africa. I love the lasagna here. <laughs> Good day, mate. Would you like to try some spaghetti? <laughs> Hot dogs in Japan. <laughs> Hi. Hot dog. That's all I can think of. Okay. So, hot dog made from real dog. Oh, that's slightly baby. racist. <laughs> oh, theater of the mind. So, question. Answer. Answer. Oh. Wonder Twins activate power of talking at same time. Right? <laughs> Um, let's go with our verdicts. Uh, uh, okay. That was fast. Well, okay. we're, we're not going to really, we're not going to sit around and if there's no pop culture, we're just going to go. Let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. Let's just get to it. I'll start. I'll start. Um, my question for this verdict is really, do we think there was some... Some tampering of a foot. Do we think that maybe there? Do we was- think the guy who was executed really did it? Yes. Um, I think he did do it, but I do think that Lindbergh was involved. Mm-hmm. I think the um the amount of evidence that we've got nowadays with like CSI. I mean, they're doing the one of the documentary the, the Nova documentary. Are you using CSI as a? Crime scene fictional as a fic- as a factual. Hey, when the dude puts his shades on, I know it's for real. Yeah! When, he, when, he, when the who kicks in, <laughs> what's the word when they say when they uh, f- rank the screen bigger? Splash. He's like, he's like no 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 he's like yeah that yeah. Yeah, he does that, and then I feel like it's legit. like, and then it like zooms in on the license plate, and it's all pixelated, and all of a sudden it's clear. And you're like, oh come on, it's <laughs> yeah. not how pixels work. Nope. No, I think that I think that there was some some foulness ab- afoot. I think that um, Lindbergh was a yes, he was the. He wasn't. He wasn't like Dapper Dan. He wasn't like the your typical wanton male but he was he was driven and what he did was huge for the time flying across the atlantic was like unheard of Mm -hmm. and for him to take he was a rock star he was a rock star and rock stars generally want to keep their image high and when his kid came along and his kid was like my limbs (laughs) i feel bad rest in peace lindy jr but the the fact of the matter is (laughs) He wanted to seem perfect, just like his beautiful wife and all the kids that they spawned henceforth were supposed to be like little Arnold Schwarzeneggers taking over the world. So, okay, your favorite movie's Predator, so Arnold's perfect to you. But yes, he was. Yeah, that's whatever. Yeah, good day, mate. Austrian. Yeah, good day, mate. What? Yeah, go to Outback and get some authentic (laughs) Austrian food. Good lord. You don't come to this show for the facts. I hope not. But yes, I do think that he was involved somehow, and he's he was a bad shit. He was a shithead bad, and that's what I have to say. He's Josh bad dad. Yeah, I I, I think that he did have... I think he did do it, but I think that the... I think Lindbergh paid him essentially hey you're gonna get rid of this child take him get rid of him i don't care what you do just get rid of the body (laughs) you're terrible he was a bad egg you're on like the seventh layer of hell (laughs) uh i I think he was paid to do it and that way 
I mean, who wants to have their snotty little kid around, and especially when he's not the perfect race and all that? I, I think that uh, I think that he he paid him to do I, it. And I don't get it. I keep having kids; they're not the perfect race. Yeah, <laughs> what's going on? How come they're not popping out German here? <laughs> You're supposed to be making lasagna coming from the womb. That hey. French lasagna. <laughs> German lasagna, come on. And so, yeah, I think uh, I think that everybody involved in this was is guilty. I mean, you, you said guilty how the, is charged. The thanks, Elvis. Uh, the maid killing herself was kind of a big thing to me. Why would she do that unless there was something that happened? Right. I think that they they fabricated everything there they made the, all the marks of the ladder they made it a point to point out the fact that there was this all these marks of the ladder and the fact that there's no fingerprints anywhere is is crazy to me because as you said if it were me if if my son were taken from the crib i'd be losing my mind there my fingerprints would be everywhere everywhere because i, I wouldn't give a shit i'm not gonna sit there and go oh i gotta wipe this down that's that's, that's the guilty. least of your worries right yeah and well why would you it's 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 so guilt stricken to me and the fact that he was cool-headed i'm sorry no no there's no way that i would be calm and collected during this so the guy had money he had the power and so why not get rid of his kid and then that way he can have his perfect german babies and all that so yeah yeah. I, th- I think he's. I think everyone involved in this was guilty. Wow. All right then, I am gonna go ahead and say that uh, the German guy was innocent. Ooh. Yes, I. <laughs> yeah, I believe that um, this was totally an inside job. Completely an inside job. I don't think, especially because after you had mentioned that when they had him. Um, in the chair and said okay if you tell us your accomplices you, you will will let you off and you obviously you still be in die. jail yeah. but you won't die why wouldn't he call out Lindbergh? like what what consequence would there be right <laughs> he's gonna either die or yeah, go to jail either die or go to jail yeah. like, well i would say my counter argument only to that would mm-hmm. be well what obviously Lindbergh, there's a lot of there's power behind the name there's money obviously he right. connected with the nazis and whatnot what if they were to say to him if you get caught and if you rat us out we're gonna take out your family and all the all your loved ones. Yeah, and so yeah, you're gonna be scared. You're not gonna give it up because you fear for your children and mm-hmm. your family. Many, many, many killers go to the electric chair, and then DNA evidence proves later that they were actually still guilty, even though they swore their innocence. Mm-hmm. But that has more to do with covering the family name than right. anything. But he was a German in- immigrant, and he was. I mean, relatively recent. Mm-hmm. So, I agree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You just, I threw my burp to you and mm-hmm. you just let it yeah. slide. That wasn't a burp assist. If you're keeping <laughs> score, Larry scold, scored the burp goal, Ryan with the assist. I'm the Dennis Rodman to your burps. Yep. 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 Aw. Yeah, I don't know. I just think that there's too much um, sort of coincidental, like the fact that they knew where exactly to put the ladder. In, yeah. I, I would assume because if the Lindberghs were well to do, I can't imagine there was just like one window. Oh, that must be the baby's room. Like it must have been a huge house with multiple options of places where the baby could be sleeping. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just too much. And being in the middle of the day. What's well, sad too is he's not even him ha- being such a rock star like and being what's the the worst part to me is imagining this rock star egotist who's just like this kid is not up to my standards i feel like he's <laughs> kind of like a kanye west like just kind yeah. of a oh, dick geez. like i'm jesus this it, yeah kid is, this kid is poop. case closed like yeah, yeah. kanye's not that bad i don't think well he's never been arrested for anything he does he's not it's not like he's ever had true. a violent act against him he's got a big ego i think he's a little mentally ill but not a bad guy right no, but that's but kanye. that's what i'm saying is Lindbergh in the 20s though was probably a different especially if he was all about eugenics mm-hmm. i mean he would have hated kanye that's yes. true. Yeah, would have hated Kanye. Yes. <laughs> All right, Larry. Um, man, I'm kind. I was kind of with April on this that it's an inside job, but the fact that that guy had the money, 
mm-hmm. that raises oh. a lot of flags to me. Now, mm-hmm. what I think happened is that there is a there is a go between between Lindbergh and him. Mm-hmm. I think he never had direct contact with Lindbergh. I don't think he even knew it was Lindbergh's house. I don't think he knew it was Lindbergh's baby. I don't think he knew the go between. But whether it was from Germany that this go between came before, but I think Lindbergh is guilty of setting this up. The guy's guilty of killing the baby, but I don't think there was any contact between the two because then he couldn't give up Lindbergh's name right. or the go-between's name. Ooh, I like that theory. Mm-hmm. That, yeah. that that posits that the guy died innocently yes. because he didn't know he didn't know he had no right. He had no accomplices. Plus, he might have just wanted to keep his name clean too so mm-hmm. i think interesting he, yeah, yeah i don't think i think he really couldn't give up a name because he just didn't have one right right wow wow, wow. ladies and gentlemen well you hear wow. it there we're all wow well i would wow. say this wow. is this is a special wow. episode wow. this is a special episode because for once we're all con- we all Owens. believe we all <laughs> ladies and gentlemen if you're paying attention we're not <laughs> Wow! Stop! Can wow. you imagine if that was in stereo and one of you was in the left ear and the other one was in the yeah. right ear, and just back a, and forth? I know. I wish wow. we could do that, but that's too much bandwidth. Stop, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. This is the first time that all of us have agreed that there is a conspiracy afoot. First time I've ever yes. Said no, there was I'm a impressed. Yes, they ever also scal- a Larry s- recommend it was conspiracy unto itself. Was that a conspiracy that I agreed that it's a conspiracy because I came to you with the conspiracy? Ooh. Find out on next Deep. week's podcast. <laughs> oh, you'll be tuning in anyways. You got yeah. nothing better to do out there in <laughs> Oregon or wherever you're from, listeners. That's pretty specific there. I just assume <laughs> there's one guy in Oregon. There's gotta be. If just you're one. from Oregon, can you write in and let you let us yeah. know who you are? Because we're kind of curious now. What's it like living in Oregon? It's like living Is there in a the tree. Damn it. <laughs> All right. Like, well, is there a lot of dysentery? Is that a thing that happens a lot? Not the eighteen nineties, the nineteen nineties. <laughs> All right, we gave our verdict. It's time to get quizzical. Let's get quizzical. Quizzical. I wanna get quizzical. Let's get into quizzical. All right, lady and gentlemen. You know how the game is played. Buzzing with your name. First to fa- first. Well, we're doing five questions and, you know, whatever. There's points. <laughs> I'm going to win. This is about flight. Oh, Trivia about flight. United. In, <laughs> In 1804, what father of aerodynamics... Oh, damn, with the music, Larry. In 1804... Now, in 1804, what father of aerodynamics is credited with building the first successful glider? A. Orville Wright, B. Leonardo da Vinci, C. George Cayley, or D. Thomas Edison? Josh. Josh. B. April. April. A. Damn it. C. That is correct. George Cayley, uh, pilot, was actually an unpiloted glider. Mm. So he invented the actual first thing to fly. The more oh, you know. that's right. Because I'm pretty sure Da Vinci came up with plans for with him, the but, plans, he did, but, but he, he never, never actually never. made it. That's gotcha. right. Plus, right. Da Vinci was way dead in 1800. <laughs> he was dead by <laughs> now, too. That's true. Yeah. Damn it. In a Lockheed Vega named Winnie Mae. What was Wiley Post the first person to do in 1933? A. Fly a jet plane successfully. B. Fly solo around the world. C. Bail out of an airplane. Or D. Fly over the North Pole. Josh. Josh. I'm going to say C. It's incorrect. April. April. D. Damn. It's also incorrect. B. Ryan! Wow! Two nothing, Ryan. Question number three. Whoops, I just lost my place. Thomas Self Selfridge holds the most holds what unfortunate aviation distinction? A first person to get airsick, B first person to be bumped from a flight, C first person to die in a plane crash, or D first pilot shot down in a war. Josh. Josh. C. 
That is correct. He was Orville Wright's passenger on September 17th, 1908, when the propeller fell off. Wow. Four minutes into the flight. Boom, 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 boom. Two to one. Question number four. They did not check that plane. They did not. There was no, yeah, there was no uh, union to check. Yeah. What is the difference between between a dirigible and a blimp? A, dirigibles are rigid. B, dirigibles are much, much smaller. C, dirigibles use helium. Or D, dirigibles are British. Ryan. Ryan. Uh, A. That is correct. Wow. Three fire. to one to zero. That was a guess. Question. <laughs> the final question here worth five points. Okay. Fuck it. Yeah. Seven. Here we go. Worth 80 points. Most aircraft are classified as fixed wing, but which of these would be rotary wing? A, airship. B, jet. C, helicopter. April. April. C. That is correct. April wins five. For the steal. (laughs) Three. Sorry, Ryan. To one. So many great moments in one episode. I just need all the Beer City Media I can get. Well, we can find some more on the EFIS podcast, EFISpodcast.net, if you're looking for baseball history. Sweet. And if you're looking for wrestling history, if baseball history isn't enough history for you, <laughs> you can find us on the Potty Slam podcast, and we are on Facebook and Twitter and Potomatic. And if you like video games and video game history, you can go to the Stiff Joystick podcast, which you can find on Facebook, Twitter, and Potomatic. Wow. So it's like Monday morning, I get a fresh, hot... Like, well-prepared, steaming breakfast of conspiracy mm-hmm. therapy. Right. It continues on with, like, a And then BLT. Tuesday, Tuesday you can have for lunch a nice stiff, stiff joystick. joystick in your mouth. Then, a, Wednesday, then, you then Wednesday, you can kind of chill, have a BLT filled with baseball. Yes, right. Baseball, uh, love and train. And, and then every other baseball, Friday. Well, wait. <laughs> and then every other Friday for dessert. Mmm, wrestling. Wrestling. Mm-hmm. Steamy. Wrestling. You can have a nice beefcake for dessert. <laughs> those are the four favorite. shows. Those are the four shows you will find all of our fine voices gracing your earbuds. Mm-hmm. And uh, that Larry takes care of in edits. But if you want to support this show, please rate and review on iTunes. Mm-hmm. We need it. Mm-hmm. Amazon wish list. Yes. PayPal. PayPal. Um,. Also, if you'd like to send us an episode suggestion, which we have a few, and we're going to be doing them soon, check out our Gmail at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com, and also follow us on at conspiracytshow on Twitter so you know when a new episode drops. Like us on Facebook. Check us out. Rate and review. Rate and review. You know all the things. We love you, and... Hey, Aaron, it was nice to have you around tonight. Oh, thanks, Ryan. That's <laughs> Thanks, everybody. <laughs> thanks, everybody. She's the voice at the end of the show. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media. She, that was after, like, a NyQuil. This is good. Alright, have a good week, guys. We'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. Into the distance, a ribbon of... Can't keep
This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.